Hi everybody, welcome into the Rolling with Sean Lewis Podcast. Um, this is the audio file that I recorded on St. Patrick's Day from my house right here in South Oklahoma. So here we go. Hi everybody, welcome into Rolling with Sean Lewis. Happy St. Patrick's Day night. Um, tonight I'm coming to you from my living room. It's a little different than I would normally spend uh, St. Patrick's Day because of the coronavirus and everything uh, being shut down. But uh, I'm determined not to let uh, my St. Patrick's Day spirit uh, be affected. I always love this time of year because my mom's biological uh, father, uh, they were full blood Irish. So me and my mom are half Irish. Um, I've always loved the uh, significance of this day. Um, uh, this day in Ireland. Uh, celebrating St. Patrick's and then being a missionary and bringing Christianity to the Irish people. He was the one that came up with the four-leaf clover um, to represent the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So uh, the people of Ireland uh, created St. Patrick's Day many, many years ago to honor St. Patrick and his uh, work within uh, their community. Um, so, I always, you know, one day I want to go to Ireland and visit, but I haven't had the chance to do that yet. But I, I was actually supposed to be born in March. Um, but I was born premature two days after Christmas. My actual due date was the 15th of March. But I was born December 27th. I've always said because I love Christmas, I had to come out and get the party done and see what Christmas was all about. But, uh, you know, um... So I've just always loved um, Irish culture and uh, being a part of that and the uh, spiritual significance of St. Patrick to that country. And um, I have, uh, last year, um, QBC does does a thing where they present Okay, Irish craftsman, and um, I got I got this cane last year that was presented uh, that was made one by one of the craftsmen there, but it's also got a penny whistle in it. Um, my mom's helping me get it out. I can't play the penny whistle, but they really are. They really. I'll play this on a walk and they is it the and here's the end of it and you put this on there and you play it. Um but they would play this uh as they're going around their walk on different parts of islands and so um, I got that, and, um, we got our fur babies with us, we got Duke, and we got Gypsy, who's our Boston Terrier, and Rain, who is a Boston Terrier also, that we just, uh, adopted recently, but, uh, Duke is an English Bulldog, so, he is he got some of it in there. I think like 35%. But he was just 
Disney So, um, but I hope whatever you're doing, that you're able to uh, communicate with your friends and family about a video chat or however you can do it if they're not right where you are. But I just want to uh, challenge you guys during this time. Uh, take some time to do things you always wanted to do. Maybe you uh, wanted to write a letter to that friend of yours. Maybe you want to learn a cooking class. Maybe you always wanted to learn a language. You can look up videos on YouTube. Uh, maybe you want to uh, start taking that college class online. Uh, maybe you want to uh, start developing that business plan for that new business you want to start. Uh, use this time to catch up on some stuff you wouldn't normally have time to do. For me, I know I'm going to be uh, working working on a book about my life this far. I'm also going to be looking at starting a podcast eventually. So, and I'm going to continue work on my speaking. I do these videos for you guys. But I know, um, I know it's uncertain time of when it's going to end. But I understand that it will end and our life will get back to normal. But uh, just use this time to find out. Uh, do some stuff that you wouldn't normally have a chance to do and really do some self-discovery. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe you can, uh, do some exercises online. There's a lot, maybe, I, I haven't done it well, but I do wheelchair yoga. There's all kind of wheelchair yoga videos online. But, um, you know, just, you know, and for those of you who are Christians, I know a lot of churches are shut down right now, but there's still lots of ways you can go to church virtually, and there's all different kind of sermons and CDs. You can listen to different messages online. There's also the Bible on DVD. There's the Bible on CD. There's the YouVersion Bible app. So there are all different things you can do. Maybe you want to use it on the clean. I know uh, Boris, my mom, is using part of this time to clean and kind of go through our closets and get and do some stuff that she wouldn't normally have as much time to do. I know um, I learned how to play checkers. For the first time, being nice to go, it was fun. I got a friend of mine that's gonna come over tomorrow. We're gonna uh, watch Jumanji, have some Chick-fil-A, and maybe even play some checkers. Uh, many of you know that I I do endure. I play bocce ball, and I I train at the center for individuals with physical challenges, well, because of the population that is there and we serve, uh, they made the decision to close for at least three weeks, maybe more. Uh, so, all my bocce tournaments have been put on hold, of course. All my upcoming runs have been put on hold, of course, but, um, you know, many of you know that I've, I um, participate in endurance sports uh, through an organization called Ainsley Angels of America. Ainsley Angels of America takes physically challenged athletes like myself that wouldn't normally be able to participate in a 5K and 10K half or full marathon. And many of them have 
as a health condition as well and allow us the opportunity to feel what it's like to compete. Now me over the last couple of years, I've gone on to even do some bigger friends, uh, bigger events on right with them. Uh, friends I met with in the running community, I've done two ultra, uh, ultra runs, which uh, ultra run is anything over 26.2 miles, but I've done two 100 miles, I've done a sprint triathlon, and I've done uh, the Redman triathlon in Oklahoma City, and we had some Big events plan uh, for this year, uh, but we'll see how the coronavirus affects all that. But if you are a runner, I would encourage you to uh, continue to get outside, use the treadmill, ride your bike. Don't a lot of you have been training for big events, but I would say don't give up on it because when, if they have to reschedule. Or postpone if you keep training I just think on how much more stronger you will be when it's time to go and do what you do well well I'll get back to normal soon guys uh just stay encouraged uh take care of the um, people around you if you have older people that you're in contact with or you live with uh, look out for them as you look out for yourself. And maybe this is a great time uh, for you to start that business from home. Maybe start a podcast. Maybe you want to start a video blog or a blog that you write on Bugspot. Write about your experiences through this. Uh, then give give other people around your voice. Maybe you're going to interview other people that are in your city about uh, their experiences and uh, how they got where they are. And, you know, there's all different kind of things that you can do. I'm a big fan of old-time radio shows. So I'm using this time to go through some of those and I'm a big movie um, buff, so I love movies. So I'm thinking this time to um, go through some older movies that I haven't gone through in a while. And here's something else you could do. Make a list of all the places you want to travel and see when this is done. Uh, think about what you would do if you could. And when, when is it done? Because at some point, even though we don't know a finite point for this dance, we know it will end. And so you can use this time to uh, rediscover yourself, find out what you really enjoy, maybe pick up a new ha hobby, maybe stop doing some things you are currently doing if you. If, you know, if that is something, then you're like, I was stuck in this position, but it's not really what I wanted to do. Use the time to discover what you want to do uh, and find out what your true passion is and go for that. And, uh, you know, I hope, I hope this video finds you well. Um, if you like this video, please hit the subscribe don't forget to uh, post it on your social media. And um, uh, tell people about it. You can also follow me at Rolling Wish on us on Instagram. I'll be doing other uh, videos periodically. But I hope this video finds you well. Hope it finds you blessed. And maybe the uh, celebrating St. Patrick's Day. Uh, you, if you enjoy drink once in a while, go out, have some Guinness or something. You know, Guinness is an uh, Irish beer, so, you know, maybe you want to try one of those.
I think I will do that here in a little bit. So, all right, guys, have a good night, and God bless you. I thank you for watching, and don't forget to subscribe. Happy St. Patrick's Day again. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Rolling with Sean Lewis. Happy St. Okay, so hi, everyone. That was an audio file I had from St. Patrick's Day. Um, thanks for listening. Um, you know, but I want to continue this podcast. I know this is a hard time for everyone. Everyone's all scared. Everyone's all nervous. No one knows what's going on. But I just want to tell you to use the time, um, like I said before, to use the time to try something you never tried before. Um, maybe read that book. Maybe, um, uh, Get in, get in shape with the home exercise program. Maybe uh, join the video chatting service so you can uh, join with your family. Even though we have to uh, keep our distance from each other, um, I think if we use this time wisely, it can uh, really um, bring us together and uh, make us stronger and, you know, just I use the time to refocus our priorities. Um, you know, like I said, um, I've been using the time to watch a lot of movies and read a lot. I, lo- I love to read. I love to read uh, fiction and nonfiction. Um, I love to read inspirational stories. I love to read uh, motivational stories about people that have overcome great odds, you know. Um, I've been in the wheelchair since, I, I've had the wheelchair since I was six years old. But um, I was raised uh, primarily by my mom. My mom and dad divorced when I was two. But I saw my dad every other weekend up until the age of uh, 15, and then I, I continued to be able to see my dad whenever I wanted. Um, um, but my mom raised me as a single mom. My mom had always been there for me, uh, to support me and encourage me, and I've had a uh, great uh, support for my uh, friends, too. You know, uh, she... She never wanted my disability to be the reason why I didn't do something. So she always made herself available to help me uh, get the activities, to help me find ways to be a part of it. You know, uh, take me places I want to go. And then when my friends and I got old enough to drive, sometimes my friends would come get the van and drive, and we would go hang out. We would go to football games. In, in um, high school, I was an honorary member of the football team, honorary member of the um, uh, wrestling team. And, you know, I just I just love to um, be a part of stuff and uh, do, uh, push myself to new levels. Because, like, uh, uh, some of you might have heard me speak before, but one of the things I like to say is I don't want to have a good life and just for a good life for someone with a disability. I want to have a good life, period. And, you know, um, so I just uh, try to not let my will just stop me or define who I am, what I'm about, or whether or not I can accomplish my goals and dreams or not, you know. I have asphyxia, which means my brain doesn't process the words as words, but um, um, they, and they kind of, my brain kind of scrambles up the words, but over the last few years, 
believe it or not, because of Facebook and uh, stuff like that, I've actually learned to read a little bit. I still can't, I still couldn't be able to pick up a book and read, but I can pick out certain words. And, uh, God bless me with an incredible uh, memory. When I was um, going to both high school and college, I graduated from East Central High School right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma um, in 2001. But um, I did all my book reports orally, which means anytime I had a book report, I presented, um, I presented it in front of the class from memory. Either my uh, textbooks were read to me by my mom or I was able to find them on tape. My mom and I, uh, my mom spent many a late nights uh, up with me, helped me dictating papers, rewriting papers, as I would tell her what to say and what to write. Um, she also helped me spend many hours studying when I went um, to college, the same process, I, uh, I had to go through the same process. Um, I, uh, had, had a note taker. I had a note taker that would take my notes for me. I had, um, uh, I had a note taker that would take my notes for me. I had, um, the Disability Resource Center provided uh, tapes for me to record my lectures and um, um, my professors were always really good and really understanding and really accommodating with what I wanted um, but um, I just um, always knew that I after, after high school I wanted to go and uh, make something something of myself. I just didn't want to sit around past the time and watch TV. Uh, so I actually uh, graduated in May 2007 with my degree in human services and applied sciences from Tulsa Community College. Um, I um, used that degree in my motivational speaking and my self-advocacy work. I've been uh, involved in self-advocacy all my life, but for the last 13 years, I've been involved with an organization called um, People First. And what People First is a self-advocacy organization for people with disabilities where we teach people how to better advocate for themselves and live the least restrictive life possible. We also help uh, talk to our legislators and help uh, deal with laws that affect uh, people with disabilities. I've, I've been involved in the organization for a long, a long time. I was the president of a local chapter right here in Tulsa for six years. We have a new president now um, at the local level who's doing a great job, but I'm still the president for Oklahoma People First. Currently we have 14 chapters and I'm over all 14 chapters and we have a state meeting every quarter and we have a national and a state conference I am also a self-advocacy leadership trainer. Uh, we call that SALT, where we go into agencies and uh, uh, like group homes and agencies and provide their clients uh, with education on bullying, education on how to um, speak up for themselves. So, I'm glad to be a part of that pro program too. I'm also 
involved in another program called uh, uh, People Together where we go into schools and we talk to um, students about how we are more like than we are different. And we show we show people that we uh we might have a disability but we're more like than we are different. You know, um like like I wanna tell people that um uh, I might need some more physical help than you do. But we all need help in some way, right? None of us is completely self sufficient. And we're learning that now more than ever uh, during this time. We all need to learn, lean on each other, encourage each other, motivate each other, and inspire each other in whatever way possible. You know, and um, that's what I tried to, um, that's the way my mom raised me to go through my life. Instead of looking at, uh, you know, saying I can't do that, Say, what do I need to do to be able to do that? And, you know, you know, many of you heard me say at the beginning, my motto is sometimes you just have to find another way. You know, I've always loved basketball, football, baseball, wrestling, all the traditional sports, but because of my uh, cerebral palsy, um, I couldn't play those sports, although I could be a fan of those sports and go to those sports games all the time. And um, I, I, I really love to do that. But I'm a very competitive guy. I wanted to find something where I can be competitive. Right about in the year 2012, I was watching. Uh, the Paralympics on um, Paralympics.com uh, because at that time it wasn't on TV. It was only on uh, the computer. You could stream it live. But um, I just, um, I was just eating it up. I was just loving it because, see, I've always loved the Olympics ever since I was five years old but because of my... Uh, cerebral palsy, I didn't think uh, competing at a high level like that was possible. But they had this little button that said, if you would like to, um, if you would like to um, find a Paralympic training facility in your area, please put in your zip code. I, I was expecting that it was going to be in Dallas. California, LA or something. So I put in my zip code and lo and behold, it was uh, right across town from where I live at the Center for Individuals with Physical Challenges uh, right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, and they had a Paralympic weekend that weekend. So I went for the uh, first time and I got to play bocce ball I loved it. I fell in love with it. They also have a workout facility. Uh, I joined that very next week. And I've, I've been able to play um, uh, Paralympic. I've been able to do um, power soccer. I've even tried Paralympic powerlifting. Um, I've tried wheelchair curling. But I love basketball. But I can't throw. I can't throw a um, ball. So I use a ramp that helps me um, do what I want to do, get the ball where I wanted to go. And my mom is my sports assistant. She's a great uh, sports assistant, but she's never actually got to uh, see me play a real game because uh, the sports assistant. It's only there to do what you tell them to do, like move the ramp up, down, left, right, side to side, and help you get your ball and place it where you want to get. But they have to keep their back turned to the uh, game at all times until the ref says the end is over. Uh, we play, uh, we play four ends, and 
Yeah, would you go a, a white ball, which is a target ball? You have six blue balls, six red balls. The object of the game is whatever color you are, you want to get as many of your color balls uh, closer to the white ball as you can. Whoever has the most uh, points at the end of uh, four, uh, four rounds wins a match. And it's my dream to one day represent the United States on a uh, Paralympic team. And I, I'm very blessed I've gotten to uh, play in Overland Park, Canada as the Mid-American Games, which I don't know if we're going to have this year. Probably not because of the outbreak of the coronavirus. I haven't heard, uh, but the uh, Center for Individuals with Physical Challenges, where I train, uh, is closed for at least three weeks. Um, so we'll see how that works out. But I, I in uh, 2015, I, um, won the tournament, uh, for my division, which is, uh, BC3. Uh, they have, uh, different divisions. I'm, I'm called a BC3 because I use a ramp. Um... But I've also gotten to um uh, play at the national level in, in Naperville, Illinois. Uh is where national was a couple years ago. And I got to go then. Uh they were supposed to be in San Antonio this year, but again with the coronavirus, uh the board hadn't made the decision on uh, whether that's feasible or not, I don't think it will be because every city seems to be on lockdown within good reason because, as you guys know, we need to um, flatten this curve. And the only way to do that is for people to um, practice social distancing and, um, uh, you know, protect the older people around them, and even if you're a younger person, you say, oh, I won't get sick. You can, you can get contract the virus and infect someone around you and not even know it. So, guys, there's a good reason for social distancing. But um, over the last, uh, I blame um, basketball for about eight years now. But over the last two years, I really got in something called, um, involved in something called endurance sports uh, through Angel Angels of America. Angel Angels of America is an organization that focuses on inclusion through running. Uh, Kim Rooster Rossiter. Uh, his nickname is Rooster. Shout out to Kim, buddy, if you're listening to this. How are you? Hope you're doing well. But him and his family uh, started it because they had a, a daughter that ended up uh, getting a terminal illness. But they were looking for a way uh, to connect with her and interact with her and bring her joy. Uh, so one day they... Uh, put her in her stroller. Uh, their I, their therapist, uh, told him about a run coming up. So they put her in the stroller, and she loved it. She came, to, uh, she came alive, and uh, they they really enjoyed it. This is a way for them to get. Uh, they found out this is a way for their family to connect with her, and uh, Rooster is an entire uh, retired um, military man from the Marines. Thank you for your service, sir. But after his uh, daughter Ainsley passed away, he wanted to bring uh, the experience of running 
to other people that have a physical disability or some kind of disability that would inhibit them uh, from running a 5K or 10K half or full marathon. Um, but, you know, and so that's why they created Angel Angel. And one day I was, um, Jenna Rugg, shout out to Jenna Rugg, our and our and, and all the rest of our volunteers. Uh, Jenna Rugg is our Angel Angel's ambassador right here in Tulsa. And their chapters, I think there's at least 30 chapters or more all over the country. We, and there's one in Oklahoma City too. Shout out to my buddy John Gloria. But um, uh, Jenna contacted the Center for Individuals with Physical Challenges where I was actually um, practicing boxing. And uh, she contacted our athletic director, Margie, and uh, asked if they would have if any people that might be interested in running uh, or writing brother and she said I got I I got a couple guys that might want to do it so she told me about what it was and I'm like sure I'll try it but you guys have to understand I'm very um active and like to do things myself you know I've worked out ever since I was a sophomore in high school I pride myself in um, being able to do stuff under my own power. So at first, uh, you know, I was talking to my mom about I'm wondering what I would what I would get from someone pushing me. But you know, after I did it the first time, I'm like I totally get it. You know, feel the wind in your face. I'm being out there. I'm part of the other runners and being a part of the community, I thought that I had uh, the biggest smile ever on my face. And, you know, um, I just love being out there with everybody. Yes, I'm not running, but I'm uh, just as big an athlete as anybody else because I have to go through the same conditions everybody else does. The same weather everybody else does. I help my team troubleshoot uh, when there's a problem in my chair. Uh, I will help us navigate the course. I've done numerous 5Ks, 10Ks, half and full marathons. I did the Redman in Oklahoma City last year. But, um,. But over the last uh, two years, I've made uh, some friends through the running group that like to do the bigger events. And my friend Michael Bevins and I were uh, paired up on a couple runs. Uh, him, and I, uh, him and I connected right away, although I have lots of great friends and lots of wonderful people. And that I met through this organization that will be my friend for life. Um, Mike and I, Mike realized I had the same passion in him for running, and I was uh, adventurous like him, and I to push myself. Um, so we did a couple event. We did a couple of a few events together. Um. But then one day, uh, we were we were kicking around drink, uh, ideas. He knew he knew I wanted to do a marathon. He knew I wanted to do Iron Man. Someday, one of my dreams is to go to Kona, Hawaii. Uh, but he asked me if I ever wanted to do something, or would ever want to do something bigger, and so. We took our chair out. We took my axiom racing chair out uh, that Janet was gracious enough to let me borrow. She let me borrow anytime. Uh, anytime I need a chair, she lets me borrow 
one of our chapter chairs because I don't have my chair uh, yet. I will maybe one day, but for right now, I can buy all chapter chairs, and that's great for me. Uh, so she let us take this uh, chair out on a training run at this park, and we just wanted to um, uh, see how it would hold up. We went 20, 20 miles uh, just around the park on a training run, and, uh, and then I, I, I got this message from my guy. He said, I've got um, this ultra run in the Iowa, Iowa, Kansas, the British Spirit Ultra. It's a 100-mile race. Um, you want to do it with me? And I said, um, actually, he's like, he's like, would you like to suffer with me? And I said, sure, buddy, let's do it. Um, so we started putting a plan together. At the time we talked about this, we only had eight weeks from talking about it to train and to race thing. Um, but I, um, we um, realized the chair could hold up. Um, Micah knew that I was um, able to do it and could do it. Um, but, uh, and we chose the flattest uh, route possible. Um, uh, uh, we did, he chose a route that we didn't think would have a lot of elevation. It was, uh, pea gravel. So we thought it would be, um, the most easiest thing, the most easiest course we could attempt. And, uh, um, we, you know, we had all these conditions. We said, if it rained, we weren't going to do it, um, if it was to go, we weren't going to do it, and um, all this stuff, because it wouldn't just make it too hard. But, you know, as we could, um, as we, as the time got, get, getting closer and I kept watching the weather, um, uh, you know, we could see there was rain coming in, we could see it wasn't going to be cold, um, but I got this message from Micah um, one night on my Facebook that said, if you're in, I'm in. And so we decided to do it um, regardless of the weather. Um, my friend, Cassie Bratton, who owns Runner World, also has always been a huge support to me. Her and Micah helped me... Um, uh, her and Micah put together our, our team for Parish Spirit with consists of Micah who was out there with me the whole time uh, Kathy was out there for a lot of it Dave Box and Justin Walker both them uh, both them pushed about 30 30 miles a piece probably and Kathy was just coming off the flu, but she's a wonder woman. The, uh, she stay out there with us as long as she could. Uh, she was actually running the race too, but she had to drop out but, uh, of her own race, but she went and got the, some rest, and then she came out, and she wanted to be there for Micah to make sure we could finish because... It rained on us, guys. It snowed on us. Um, the winds were the winds were fierce. It got down to eighteen degrees over uh, night. Um, so it was brutal. We had wild, wild dogs, Jesus. Um, it was through an old railroad uh, down. And you go 50 miles one way, turn around, go 50 miles back. You had chickens of different uh, tins that provided water, Gatorade, maybe a little soup. And um, there was only one 
and there was only one um um place that in Garnet um Garnet that had a like a little train team uh depot building but it was not accessible. We had to turn my chair sideways at an angle and lift it up through the door at an angle. But uh, my buddy Micah was determined that if he was going to get in uh, out of the cold, I was too. Um, uh, but, you know, um, I couldn't have done that without the great uh, team I have. We actually uh, made a little history. I was the first and angel in America to ever, uh, to ever complete an ultra marathon. Uh, we actually finished the race in 27 hours. You had to finish it in 30 hours. Um, or you do all that work for nothing. But we finished it in 27 hours. And I couldn't have done it without my uh, team. We were in it together and we uh, were encouraging each other. We were inspiring each other. And we were um, keeping each other going. Uh, that's what I love about the running community. It's a one big family and we all uh, support each other and encourage each other. Much like many of you know, if you have uh, different communities of people you're involved with. Um, but um, I was, uh, my team and I were also honored to um, uh, um, Ultra Running Magazine wanted to um, profile our story. And so they did a story on us. Um, so that was awesome. And um, Prairie Spirit was also proud and happy for us because we were the first duo team of our kind to ever uh, complete a race on that course. So that was awesome. Uh, you know, but like I said, I couldn't have done that without um, uh, the team I have behind me. Um, you know, even before I got running, um, I bought, I always looked up to Dick and Rick Hoyt, um, because they're father and son team that have done a lot of marathons and triathlons. Um, but I never thought running would be a possibility for me. Um, even though I always looked up to their uh, physical and mental toughness, I always look up to people that overcome great odds, but, um, you know, um, I just want to encourage you guys, um, just like me, um, there's always another way, uh, and sometimes you just have to find another way, and there's always, there's always a way to do what you want to do, um, just make sure to tell your friends and family what you want to do. You don't have to share your dreams and goals with everyone, but find um, find a trusted group of uh, supporters and encouragers, and um, I'm blessed to have incredible support from my mom and my friends, but even if you don't have incredible biological family support, guys, remember, uh, family is when you make it, you know. You can also choose your family. I'm, I'm very blessed that I have a great mom and great friends that are always in my corner. But I want you to always remember, believe in yourself, believe in all things, um, believe that all things are possible, um, you know, and just never give up. Uh, Winston Churchill, um, he gave this famous speech. All he said was three words, guys. Never, never, never give up. So, you know, you know, I know this coronavirus is, and stuff is hard, but, 
you know, and just use the time to get closer to your family, um, and try something new that you never wanted to try, uh, never had time to do before, you know, maybe write that book, maybe start that podcast, you know, I've always wanted to start a podcast for a long time, guys, but, you know, I see so busy with, uh, my sports competitions, my self-advocacy work, and everything else I do, I just hadn't taken the time to do it yet, but when this happens, uh, I'm like, there's no greater time than the present, why not use the time to start a podcast, and I know you guys heard me say that uh, I'm an author, and a um, I'm an author. I'm mostly what I've written so far is online stuff on my Facebook. I'm uh, about, I'm in the process of uh, launching a website. I'll let you know when that's up. But you can find me at Rolling. That's Rolling with Sean Lewis on YouTube. I'm under the same name on Instagram. But you know. I just want to tell you guys, uh, you know, don't, don't give up, don't quit, you know, um, I, um, I know for a person with a disability, uh, 97% of all the places that, um, we go are not wheelchair accessible. Uh, I was an ADA inspector for, uh, a year or so, and 97% of all the business that I did are not ADA compliant. But, you know, and I believe that everybody has the same rights to the same goods and services as everybody else, you know. And a lot of times, uh, when I go out and hang out with my friends, whatever I'm doing, um, I'm the only one in a place, um, I'm the only one in a place that I see in a chair, but it's because a lot of, uh, for a lot of people either, um, they're challenging to keep them at home or it's more challenging to get, uh, to get out. But I know it's a challenge for me, but I still, I'm going to do what I want to do. Like I said, I just have to find another way. And so, I hope you guys will tune in next time. Please share this podcast with your friends and family. Um, you know, sometimes I will share audio clips I, um, already have, and then I will, uh, continue talking, um, like this. But I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Please share it with your friends and following. I hope this finds you well. And until next time, this is Rolling with Sean Lewis. Saying I'll see you later. Bye-bye.